0: Okay well, other koto welcome to circuit cast and this cast it's critical panel time where we look at a recent exhibition of interest with a bit of uh, a moving image bent to it amongst other things this Cast. Our subject is space, inhabiting space. It's at the Wellington's Adam Art Gallery up at Victoria University. And our panellists are, again, Thomason Slay. Kia ora, Thomason. Kia ora. And Tim Corbillis. Kia, Kia ora. Tim. This is the first Adam Art Gallery exhibition of a new curator there, Stephen Cleland, who's come down from Auckland. I think was formerly at the Auckland Art Gallery. It features seven local and international artists who are said, and here I quote the wall text, that they develop concentrated perceptions of interior environs. Concentrated perceptions of interior environs. So, panel, I was going to ask us, really, do you think (laughs) that the the show does this? Does it do what it says on the box?
1: Uh, I think for me, not entirely. There were some works that definitely developed... What was this phrase? <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to. Yeah, <laughs>
0: the more I read it, the more it gets perplexing. Concentrated okay. perceptions of interior environment. Yeah. So, yeah. interior okay. of a room, sure. I guess, yeah. and they're, they're really concentrated. Looking at like exploring that space.
1: Yeah, so I mean, definitely uh, when you first walk into the exhibition, there's the uh, Julian Dashba work on the wall, very thin pencil mm. line, which is, we'll probably talk about this in direct conversation with mm. this really spectacular Fred Sandback work, um, which connects the upper and lower chart wall galleries. I think definitely both of those works directly speak to the Adamite Gallery space yeah. and its architecture, but there were some works where I sort of felt like I'm not quite sure how this... I mean, I feel like this work could potentially be anywhere and it could operate in the same way. Mm. For example, the Sriwana Spong work I thought was a bit like that and also downstairs yeah. in the Kirk Gallery, Juliet Carpenter and Evangeline Ridderford Graham's works. Yeah, I didn't quite get the direct connection to this investigation of the architecture in space. That is the, sort of what the show is purported to be addressing.
2: That's interesting, eh? I mean, that question of...
0: And again, I've forgotten the phrase now, but the concentrated... Uh, I'll read it to you again, people. (laughs) Uh, 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 These are artists who develop concentrated perceptions Mm. of interior environs. Mm.
2: It can be two things, right? It can be a conversation with the other star of the show, which is the gallery. It's It's always the gallery, yes, the Adam Art Gallery. The Adam Art Gallery, which is, I mean, its own spaces are so interesting. I mean, especially the the long gallery, the um, Chartwell Gallery and the... Um, I mean, it's a, it's a quite a unique space, right? It's not a. It's, it's a not,
1: difficult space, and
2: it's a difficult space. Mm. It's it's not just a kind of a big turbine hall copy, or and it's not a it's not an atrium. You know, it's got really interesting stuff going on. So, are you in conversation with that, or are you in conversation with interiority, the idea of the room, more abstractly? You know, with the idea of space. I mean which is which is always going to be hard right because the Adam gallery isn't all this kind of extremely dynamic thing built around you know focused around the staircase and the the long gallery and so forth it's got its other spaces which are much more like cubes you know an exhibition like this just because it incorporates video work alongside kind of well, how, how Sandbeck describes his, his works as kind of... He describes them in terms of drawing, doesn't he? I can't remember the phrase yeah, he actually yeah, uses, as, you know. As, as but these interventions into, into space itself, right? You're, you're talking about two different kinds of space. You're talking about the space of the gallery as well as the represented space within the video work itself or within the frame. Sure, yeah. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the kind of art historical category that kept occurring to me was, was the category that, always mediates between those two, you know, the, the the tableau, right? The form by which the frame presents a space, an illusory space that you can both enter into, but it also addresses it out to the gallery, you know? This idea mm. of the tableau being something always in the background here, you know? But may, maybe less with the Shreana Spong work, which I think for me is also an outlier. Mm. You know, it is something that doesn't quite fit as well as the other works overall, I mean it's a work I like actually and I, it's a work I like partly for the the sound, the the really textural, you know the sound of the dancer moving over the floor and stuff like that, that's that's really nice, you know. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Mm.
0: I think it's my favourite work in the show. Interesting. Uh, it was yeah. originally commissioned, I think, by Carriage Works in Sydney. Mm. But what's interesting for me is that, and I think this just goes through the whole show, is this kind of play with language yes. and with media. So mm. what you get is very, very, very perceptively is the sound of the body on the floor or yeah. touching surface. Yeah. Uh, which is another interesting contact with some of the other work in this exhibition, yeah. uh, and it almost to me sounded like drawing. You know, this yeah, is yeah, the yeah. sense Ooh, of the chalk on nice. the on the chalkboard. Yeah, and that comes through. And then there's also layered over this uh, a text by uh, Nijinsky. I think this yes. the very famous yeah. early right. 20th century choreographer, mm. which is a kind of almost abstracted language, mm. potentially kind of meaningless. And yeah. then the dance has been cut and repeated to fit the rhythm of the yeah. words I found of, that of very interesting yeah. really really fascinating play yeah. with these languages yeah, it's yeah
1: such a great work I mean I could I could happily go back I was thinking and watch that every day it was yeah. I really enjoyed it and the editing was extraordinary with the the layering of the text and the the movement of the body like it's easy to kind of watch it as a beautiful thing but the actual mm. Um, formal element of that editing yeah. was incredible. It's very
0: fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And I sort of went, did a little bit of research around Nijinsky after seeing the work, and I found an interesting fact that he, um, well, obviously, he was a choreographer but also a very famous ballet dancer, um, but there's no film of him dancing, obviously, because of the time period yeah, in which yeah. he was dancing, which I thought was really interesting because someone who's so famous for this art form, there's no kind of record of him yeah. actually doing it apart from obviously still photographs, mm. um which gave another kind of layer to the work in terms of the the recreation of his text as movement, yes because shes so sort of he, he exists through his
2: words in some way or yeah, his, his dance yeah. exists through the words so yeah. another
1: medium has to communicate yeah, his, yeah. his activity. Obviously, there's a kind of sculptural element to it as well with yep. that the white form yes. that sort of looks like a sort of decorative, a decal of a building or something like yeah. that. Mm. Um, is also, I hate the, the character also dances around. And, and actually, I'm mean,
2: thinking about it now, that form as a kind of a three-dimensional drawing in itself, you know, as a gestural, it's got its gestural kind of nature to it and it relates to the dancer's movements, which really can be seen to echo the...
0: And back. Yeah. So this is um, where I disagree with what you sort of yeah, said earlier. Yeah. I'm starting to come around. But <laughs> I, lo- I love I love critical panels where we even start to change our minds as we're talking because yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's what's interesting that yeah. we do go this, this show. I, I keep on there are works here that I, I keep on wanting to go back to, which is always yeah. a sign of a show yeah. that's going to yeah. grab me, yeah. even though it's very very dry and austere. Mm. There is so there is so much in the way that those that the body is. Playing with, with the floor and the surface yeah. in that work. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah play yeah. with language that echoes through to the sandbag. And, and I the guess the the, the work
2: with, on that. the floor gestures right back down to the Campbell Patterson videos right. as well. Yeah. 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 All right. I don't All know
1: right. if um you guys felt like, I felt like in terms of the public programme or something, there was maybe something missing with the show and that there could have been... A kind of performative element, or a, a work that kind of engaged the artists engaged physically with the space. Because as you say, it's all either through the kind of formal apparatus of the screen or yeah. the sculptural work, yeah. and then the audience themselves are bodily moving throughout the space. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe I wanted something a little bit more, like another selection of works or something else in the show, in the, mm. p- perhaps in the public program. That... Is
2: it worth mentioning the installation then? I mean, and what, sure, to, yes. to, to what? Because I mean. Mark, at you were the, the only person who was
0: actually there at the opening for the installation of the desk room. Does ah, that fulfill well, some of the kind of yeah, role sure. of the performance? Yeah, but again, it's so austere and dry. So <coughs> yeah. basically everyone's gathered having the wine and cheese and <laughs> the, the, the two, two gallery technicians are up ladders and during the, that proceeding for two hours and they are very, very carefully and slowly as they do as technicians drawing this line, this horizontal line, way, way above head height yeah. that runs around two walls of the gallery um, and uh, they're just very carefully painstaking doing that yeah. you with know, a ruler and pencil. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of lovely to see the techni- gallery technicians out on display yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit and yeah. the value of what they do. they
1: normally scatter after the install finishes. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: but to be honest, I think there's probably a lot of people who maybe didn't even really notice that was going that's on to a degree. And certainly if you just just in off the street, you're going to be really hard-pushed to find that artwork. Yes. But that's obviously... Dashp is really interested in pushing those boundaries. Yeah. And, I mean, this is a show that really does... Push some boundaries around minimalism. I mean, that seemed obviously the place where Stephen Clinton had started. That Julian Dashba had met Fred Sandbank in in the early 2000s, and this guy who'd done these kind of drawing, these very, very minimal works, and come out of that kind of post object sculptural, you know, milieu of the late 60s. And was inspired to sort of start doing these drawing works, mm. Mm. very directly inspired by his work in space with Thread. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I don't, I also thought it was quite clever programming on the Adams part as well with, um, I don't know if either of you saw, the previous show to this was all about contemporary drawing, essentially. Um, it was a show from uh, from Germany, I believe, the yeah. Goethe show. So it was kind of a nice continuation because you know, Fred Sandback has talked about his sort of drawings in space and his yes. connection with drawing as a practice and yeah. um, with his sculptural work. So it was there was a nice continuation there.
0: Yeah. And could I talk a little bit back more again? We're going back again to that in the initial developed concentrated perceptions mm. of interior environs because I thought two works that worked really beautifully together mm. and they they weren't, and I think this is where maybe the confusion is even with the Sharana Spong because mm. the works weren't directly always playing with the architecture of the mm. gallery. Mm. Um and that was um the work of Mike Parr yeah. and together with Campbell Patterson yeah. so Uh, The curator's taken a very early Mike Parr work from the 1970s, an artist best known for these kind of performance works, um, which is this text work around how you perceive a space, and it wasn't written for this space, but it could be applied to any space, and and, and it's kind of paired it with this recent work by Campbell Patterson Mm. that these two seemingly different things from two different periods he's brought together. It's a real sense of a curator sort of creating the work as as a whole
2: i thought that moment of the show was where the kind of the tableau moment or the moment of imagined or depicted spaces addressing physical spaces was the strongest i mean obviously with the par work where you get a kind of imagined room you know as you read the text you read a kind of a almost a narrative of someone in a room engaging with the nature of the windows, what it is to look out a window, what it is to be in a room, what it is to test the spaces of a room. It doesn't really seem like the Adam Gallery because it seems you get more of a sense from the text of a box. But nonetheless, you're walking down the stairs. You kind of have to walk as you read those texts. So you're kind of getting an address Mm. from one space to another space. This is almost talking about the two works separately as opposed to how they relate to each other. But the, the Campbell Patterson works, I mean, they for me, there was a sense of horror approaching those and saying, fifty six minutes. Fifty six minutes, my God, that's long, you know, and it's the classic thing that video work does in a gallery, right? It's it says to you that you can't watch the whole thing. And it's it's situated in a corridor. And it's fifty six. You know, you're not gonna stand in that corridor for fifty six minutes. Fifty six minutes of occasionally
0: the, <clears throat> the 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 television screens at sort of ankle height coming yeah. to life and, and yeah. there is the artist with his his head yeah. on the floor, sort of occasionally exhaling.
2: And as I came to them they were dead. Right, there was a long period of blackness, in which case they're objects, right? Mm. And they're objects that inhabit and interrogate the space that they're in. You know, there's no sense of a window there. So the fact that those moments of those tableau moments are, are very brief is very interesting to me. That they they go between objects that intervene in the space. They're lying there. They're at floor height. You kind of look down at them. You kind of don't want to trip over them, you know. They're they're in a corridor. They're in a transitional sort of or or a passage, and then they're transformed into these meditations around the the harmonics of a space, which is not obviously the atom. I don't think it is the Mm. atom, but Mm. you know, there's these moments in which another space then comes in and addresses that. I thought that was really nice, actually. And so for me, I guess the the two works sitting together were both these. You know, they take you outside of the space even at the same time as you kind of have to be very aware of the space because you're Tripping over them, you're moving down the stairs while you read the par. You know, there's yeah. always moving across that mm. boundary between the imagination, almost the, the virtual nature of what space is.
0: So they really are testing, testing the, the idea of inhabiting space, yeah. and not necessarily about all being about the the atom.
2: No, Adam and yet they sit yeah. in the
0: atom really interestingly. Those those mm. works as well, I think yeah. too. How do you take this, Thompson, in terms of the role of the curator here in this kind of thematic show? Because it's it really is bringing uh, the curator doing the work in terms of. The meaning of, sort of bringing the show together.
1: Mm. Actually, as you say, Mark, it's kind of, I feel like I'm changing my mind as we progress the discussion because <laughs> yeah. I'm really taken by Tim's idea of this inside and outside dichotomy sort of flowing backwards and forwards throughout the show. But I guess I felt for me, obviously, a, a themed group show, you always sort of have to ask the question of why this, why now, like what. There has to be kind of an engine, I think, sort of driving the show, um, whether that's a political question or, or mm. a work or, or a particular type of practice or a change in in a kind of, I don't know, an artist sort of continuum or various reasons. But there has to be something kind of, yeah. I think, pushing it along to sort of to justify or expand on the theme that's proposed. I don't know what you guys felt with the show, but I felt like the Sandback work precipitated perhaps the discussion and the, the kind of context and the conversation in the other works. Yeah. But there were just some slippages where I just sort of felt, I don't know if this these relate to each other or whether it's important that they do or whether the question that the show was asking was um, timely enough or yeah. I don't know.
2: I know it's the question of space itself. Like it's one of those terms that pops up, doesn't it? But has it been popping up for a little bit too long now? I'm not Well, I guess I'm that's sure. my question and I yeah. found
0: it coming to the show when I heard <clears throat> this was going to be a show about playing with the Adam Art Gallery space, mm. my mm. eyes roll because that's <clears throat> what... Art Gallery shows have been doing for so long. They've been playing with ideas around what drawing might be. They have been resurrecting for a New Zealand audience, artists that came through university in the late 60s and embraced new ideas Mm. around installation, sculpture and all those things. It's almost like a checklist that this curator's gone through to make sure it's like an Adam Gallery show and part of me wants to go it's a new curator hey let's have something entirely different Uh in the Adam Art Gallery (laughs) at the same time it's carrying on really pushing pushing the language and exploring uh, the historical that kind of thread and and exploring it some more. If you think about it, and you put this next to a whole lot of other shows in the last five or six years, it's yeah. it's continuing a conversation that oh. Tina Barton has led.
1: Absolutely, and I oh. I kept also thinking back to the show several years ago now. Um, the future is unwritten that Laura Preston curated, which was um mm. perhaps perhaps more overtly political, but a lot of the works in the show there was Kate Newby's bright red carpet uh, when you walked in, and Daniel Malone throwing the um. The brick through the the window, and um, it, I felt this show was quite directly in conversation with that. So um, there's a kind of yeah. historical yeah. lineage that it's speaking to.
0: Well, you could have thrown Billy Apple into the show, no probs. Yeah. Oh, Particularly yeah. that show that that um, you know Tina Button did around his New York work and cleaning windows and all that. Right, yeah. yes, I yes of course. Of that a
1: lot too. Yeah. Yeah. Fred Sandback has a great online archive which I discovered when I was doing some research for the podcast, and there was a great quote. I need a big space like this because I mean my sculptures to take space and make it into a place, a place that people will move around and be in. And I was like, I'm sure there's a Western curnow line about Billy (laughs) Apple's work that's almost exactly the same as
0: that. We Mm. haven't spoken about uh, a New Zealand artist that's in there, or two artists, Juliet Carpenter, working with Evangeline Ridderford Graham in in the Kirk Gallery. Mm. I wondered on your thoughts on this work. It's actually two works that are in conversation in a really interesting way as an installation. I I mean, I like the installation of them. I thought that was nice with
2: the collaborative work right up in the... Top corner facing um, Juliet Carpenter's solo piece. Am I yes, right about that? That's the mm-hmm. Opposite down on the floor. So this nice kind of spatial conversation between them, and the way they both the spaces they presented within themselves were both not that spatial. They're quite flat. They're quite about surfaces, weren't they? And yeah. and in, in Juliet Carpenter's solo piece, they become explicitly digital spaces. You know, there's there's a kind of a frame within a frame that happens sometimes there's a a kind of a a cgi i think flower that is superimposed on the image at some point so the the spaces within those um you know that within those moving images are quite interestingly flat fluid digital spaces it's almost like they're paint surface kind of spaces, do you and know what I mean?
1: Underscored by that blank fluorescent green yes. and red which yeah. you can encounter if you come in at certain times. It's yeah. sort of, sort of underpinning. And it's
2: always it. behind you, eh? Because mm. whenever one is playing, the other mm. screen is always a bright fluoro mm. colour behind you, which is unusual. You know, you're always kind of looking slightly over your shoulder at this, you're always being pulled out into the room by this bright colour behind you. You know, normally you'd go into a darkened video space in a gallery and it would be dark around you, you know, you're focusing only on... Yeah, it
0: makes you very air. aware of the hum of the air conditioning in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. kind of sense of it the... brings you out, eh? The artif- I mean, because the works feel like they're about... They're not a, so much about nature as this kind of artificial, oh, yeah. kind of, fakely lit kind of space. It's yes. quite claustrophobic. Yeah. It? yeah.
2: Yeah, the, yeah. The, the images are claustrophobic, aren't they? They're yeah. really full and close and... Yeah, I, I, I wasn't convinced by them at first and I kind of came around. I started to to quite like them.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a, a sort of interesting intertextuality going on. I liked yep. the repetition, particularly in the I think there's the collaborative work in yes. the far corner, yep. where the male narrator kind of intones the same phrase over and over again in slightly different yep. ways of of speaking and
2: against different sets of images. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I liked, and I I believe it's quotes from kind of various different authors and taken from various different places. But it was quite a glossy and slightly creepy experience. I yep. felt. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was reminded that I read that Juliet Carpenter was very interested in the language poets, Mm. American poets, Mm. who incidentally uh, I was introduced to at university by, you know, Winston Kernow and Roger Horrocks, so it's very much, again, of that generation, Mm. and again, it's these writers, these poets who are completely seeing how far they can push language uh, uh, beyond meaning. Yeah. But Um, there's also a sense that the language creates a figure um,
2: or a body, you know, it creates a kind of, especially in the collaborative work, it creates a sense of a... Figure and landscape, almost a subject, an absent one, right? But yeah. you get a sense of a person yeah. because of the voiceover that's kind of has a weird relationship to what you see on the screen. Yeah. I find that quite interesting, the, the sense of of how, how a subject is created through that.
0: And then I think it's interesting when I get you turned to the Mike Parr work, and yep. what I thought it's really interesting there as I think about it over time is how it really makes you feel as not as a spectator but actually as the, as the maker of the work. Yep. There's something interesting going on there mm. in your relationship as someone coming into a gallery and the text it does something kind of new.
1: Yeah, yep. and I'm actually just thinking, as you said that, Mike, as well, that you could almost turn the, the Nijinsky, the excerpt from his, from his diary, if you put that in a language... In a language, poet, a poetry book or journal, it That's wouldn't right. be out of place because no, it's that yeah, yeah. repetition and uh, kind of abstraction of the language. Yeah. So
0: yeah. lots of beautiful threads, and it's mm, clearly yeah. an experimental show in a way, and mm. a work that works with art yeah. history and across mm. the media. Is it interesting? Is it interesting enough? I found it really language? interesting, but
2: I I take Thomason's point about whether it is just a little bit self-referential or whether it doesn't quite sort of leap outside of itself to a political moment you know is it yeah. Is, it I, don't is know, it? I think maybe it's just my
1: mind now. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've talked yeah. about it, yeah. there is lots of stuff we were able to talk about and connections we were able to make, which yeah. I hadn't sort of independently come to. So maybe, yeah. maybe I think it is interesting. I just yeah. remember that
0: Stephen was involved in the the curator was involved in the last uh, Walters Prize installation, yeah. which was it was interesting because a lot of the work wasn't in the gallery. So you had a if yeah. the Luke Willis Thompson, you had a vacant gallery and then you were taken away somewhere. Yes, and, uh, you know, another work involved an artist who was out roaming around the street. And, and again, right. the, you, the gallery was kind of empty, but there were sort of traces of them. Yeah. But at least in that case, there was something going out in the real world. Whereas mm. this feels like a show that's really, really divorced from mm. the world, mm. and yeah. it's more about the language.
2: And yet, it does seem to have all those themes about how a person relates to. I know. I know the kind of relating always takes place in the gallery, but it seems to have those themes about how a person relates to a work or an environment or a space, you know, and that's. In a very abstract way, that's got its politics. I'm not sure if it's a very new kind of politics. Mm. I think it's a familiar one, but it's it's maybe one to keep thinking about, Mm. you know.
0: Right, Tim Thompson. Thanks for joining us. Um, about inhabited, inhabiting space at the Adam Art Gallery. Uh, you've been with Circuit Cast here with Mark Amory, Music from Talautalon. Thanks to Creative New Zealand. You can join us at circuit.org.nz for these podcasts and lots of other great, tasty, moving image work and writing. Kia ora.
1: <laughs>